Halitosis. Ooh. Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Cosmic Halitosis. Um, we're trying something new. We're trying to knock out two birds with one stone, so we're driving and recording. We're driving to the beach. Yes, to celebrate Blair's birthday. Happy birthday, Blair, if you're listening to us Happy sometime birthday, in the future. Um, but yeah, we wanted to do a little podcast just kind of talking about uh, a naked party that we had recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done one before. I think we've talked about it one of the earlier um, podcasts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just kind of talking about the feeling or the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a we did a party last year that was pretty similar, a slightly different theme this year. Um, we're call it, we called it a Bacchanal Bonfire? Yeah, Bacchanal Bonfire. It wasn't really a bonfire, but we're just calling it a bonfire. Yeah, it's pretty dry here, so I don't think a bonfire is too, uh, ethical? Is that yeah. the right word for that? <laughs> not right now. Not too smart, yeah. We're not trying to, like, light LA on fire. It's but we have a fire pit. Yeah. That we had, uh, stuff to burn. So it was fun, so, you know, we, we put a little, like, Last year, I remember we put a lot of time and care into like figuring out how do we invite people to a nudist party, a naked party, um, in a way that's going to make them feel safe and invited and all of that stuff. So we thought a lot about like the language that we used in the invitation and stuff like that. Yeah, because not necessarily, yeah, we're super comfortable with that, but we know not necessarily all of our friends are. Um, and we're, you know, we're sure we have friends that are, would be interested in doing something like that, but like, yeah, how do we make it feel like a safe space, um, for people who, uh, don't hang out naked, don't hang out naked or yeah, maybe might be, yeah, being, yeah, being naked's a new thing. Being naked in public. Yeah. In particular. So we kind of used the same invite this year that we did last year because we felt like we got a lot of the verbiage right. We talked in the... Should I read the invitation? Yeah, read the invitation okay. so we can get a you guys can hear feel for it. How we kind of frame this. Let me see if I can find it. I know I just deleted a bunch of uh, <laughs> just deleted a bunch of stuff from my phone. I think I texted it to you. Um. Um. I know. I'm trying to think. Did. Oh, here we go. All right, this Saturday, August 4th, you are invited to disrobe, reveal, and revel at our urban homestead, Bacchanalia. Fire will be burning all night and wine will be flowing. We invite you to bring an object, intentions, to release into the flames. This is a no-clothing bonfire celebration in our private backyard. We will have an indoor space available to disrobe and store your belongings when you arrive. Please only attend if you are open to the undress code, and please only invite friends who are open to participating as well. Bring wine and or firewood and something to release to the frames and an open heart. We can't wait to see you. And then uh, all bodies are welcome. This is a consent-based home. Non-consensual touch and body shaming will not be tolerated. Photos should only be taken with subject's permission. This is not a sex party, but a fun evening of being naked with friends. Do whatever you like with consent, but please don't come with the assumption of sexual activity. Blah blah blah. Details about how to get there and when. Um, <laughs> so that was it. The invitation. I feel like that was pretty much word for word the one we did last year, except well, for last year we said that we invited people to bring wooden effigies uh, oh, yeah. or something. We had just gotten back from Burning Man, and the one thing we were sad about, which I think we talked about in a different podcast, was that we didn't get to like spend a lot of time near the burns because they closed off the last year so we wanted to like burn some shit burn some sculptures Tamba made a sculpture other people brought like things they had made to burn this year we kept it a little more simple people wrote down their intentions on pieces of paper and then put them in the fire yeah and then the other thing that we changed from last year because we learned last year yeah it was like the one I guess one big takeaway from last (laughs) year um a friend of mine came with her boyfriend and for whatever reason um, he had in his mind that n- naked nudist party meant orgy. Orgy, yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I guess it's like, it was a little hard for me to wrap my mind around that because to me, being naked is just being naked. It's not inherently sexual. Yeah, not at all. But I guess perhaps for some people, 
there is an inherent sexuality to nudity, maybe especially, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, like, in a cultural context, I guess it kind of makes sense where we're very, like, you know, like, nudity and, like, especially, like, uh, like, female bodies are, like, highly sexualized and... Maybe the only experience with, like, nude women has been sex or porn for this person. Yeah, and, like, that, that idea of, like, oh, it's naked, it has to be sex related, you know? Right. And that's, I feel like that's a really important thing that, like, we need to break down in kind of, like, uh, pushing this idea that it's okay to be naked and it's not, like, a... Inherently sexual. Yeah, not an inherently sexual thing, and it doesn't need to be a big deal either, like... Yeah, and that's, like, the kind of people we invite. We're like, does this seem like a person who's going to be down? Even if we don't think there's someone who's, like, already a nudist or something, we're like, these are people who probably would, like, be open to explore that. And the person I had invited last year, um, you know, she she was someone who I was like, oh, she gets it. We used to live together. We had a totally nudist household. I was like, oh, she's, she gets it. But I guess her partner didn't, and maybe they didn't have a discussion about what that could mean, or maybe they did, and it just, whatever it was, there was a misunderstanding that, oh, a nude party means an orgy, or a sex party. Yeah. Um, so we felt like after that, and you know, I talked to her about it, and like she uh, kind of explained where he was coming from, and she talked to him about it, whatever, that was resolved. Um, but I think it made us realize, like, hey, you know, we're coming from a standpoint where to us it's like very natural to not sexualize the nude form. Um, but that's not everyone's experience, that, so let's make sure to make that explicit so yeah. that, like, a misunderstanding like that doesn't happen again. Because that person was approaching people as if he thought this was a sex party, which yeah, made some and, people uncomfortable, and we'll not get into that, but... Yeah, and kind of the, yeah, the whole focus is that everyone to feel that this is a safe space to be naked, um, That you're not going to be inherently objectified or sexualized. Yeah. I mean, if... If you're talking to someone and you guys are vibing really well and it goes there naturally, sure, why not? We're not saying like, which is yeah, no hooking up or which is anything why we like said that. do whatever you want with yeah. consent. Just don't come like, yes, I'm like, can't wait to everyone's naked. Therefore, sex is on the table. Yeah, like, we just that, wanted to not create a space where that was like the assumption. No expe- expectations right. in that realm. Like that's always kind of where you get into trouble is where you go into a situation with some kind of yeah, yeah expectation. I mean, if we were if it was a sex party that would be a totally different thing yeah and there's no problem with you know if you're going to a sex party yeah you probably have an expectation that if that might have like sex or sexual contact might happen but again I having like, an expectation yeah. is still not a good pressure to put on yourself or anyone else or anyone else yeah i think even if it even if we're like yeah having a sex party you shouldn't go there with the expectation that you were getting late because that that's got to come with it's got to come with another, consent other from parties who, other yeah. parties who are there like if you're being a dick or for whatever reason people just aren't attracted to you or interested in whatever you're bringing you have to like accept that accept that accept yeah that. it's like there's no nothing is promised to you like other than being treated with respect like um so there were none of those issues that to my knowledge from this party yeah not that i not that i heard or observed um I heard uh, a couple people were talking to me uh, somewhere midway through the party about how grateful they were and how like safe they felt and happy that 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 we had all co-created this space where they could just be. Um, so that was really like I don't know like affirming. Affirming, yeah. I just felt like happy, proud, and and like uh, yeah, just just uh, really o- not overjoyed, but like yeah, grateful. really grateful, yeah, mm-hmm. that people felt that way and could express that to us because that's really like what we're going for yeah that's why we enjoy having this because we have this like awesome opportunity to host something like that because we have a private backyard oh we should talk about our neighbors because that was great too. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we had a um, uh, we had new neighbors move in about two months ago and we hadn't met them until a couple days before the neighbor party they stuck their head over their fence and introduced themselves we were super happy about um and then we were like well we should probably let them know we're having a naked party now that we're acquainted with one another and invite them and if it's they don't if it's not their thing at least they know we're doing it and that whatever yeah it's not like some like, shock if they like pop their head over the fence because now we have a wilson relationship with them <laughs> apparently <laughs> yes we're just the faces peeking over the fence yeah um so we peeked back over the fence at them, and we're because we heard them him like working in the yard or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he was doing something out there. <laughs> and then we were like, "Hey, well, we're having a party tonight. You're totally invited." And then I was like, 
it's a naked party, which we totally understand if that's not your thing. We just wanted to let you know and, you know, let if, if it gets too loud or whatever, just yeah, let us let know. know. You're totally... Don't call the cops on us, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, that seems important because, again, if someone's not down or doesn't understand nudity, it's just like bodies in space and they look over the fence, some people might see a bunch of naked people and jump to the conclusion that it is an orgy or a yeah. sex party or something. You just don't I'm know. My crazy orgy neighbors. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and you just don't know. But they were very cool. They couldn't make it the, because they were going somewhere else that night. But um, it was nice to know that we. That he was like, I'd totally be there if I wasn't going to another party. Yeah. Which is so, so wonderful to know. Hopefully we'll see him at the next one. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was going to say, yes, we have this yard, and it's such a privilege to have this space where we can comfortably be naked whenever we want to be naked and not feel like anyone's lurking at, or leering at us or whatever. There's um, a beautiful feeling of living in the center of Los Angeles and having the privacy of a backyard. Yeah, it's very, very rare, and we're super lucky to have the space. Yeah, and um, it's nice to extend that because... Because having outdoor space is rare in LA and having private outdoor space is also rare and being able to like extend that uh, gift to other people or just be like, it's it's awesome to just, yeah, be right near downtown and be naked yeah. out in the open air, you know? And I really love that we're kind of creating a community like with friends or friends of friends that we've met through doing these of like, hey, we know these people are like, you know, into nudist stuff whatever that means I mean we're not like we're going, down down with it yeah that are kind of yeah on the level like cause, you know some people you know like peripherally and you're like oh yeah they seem cool da 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 or like kind of on my vibe but like yeah to actually like meet some new people like some some of the people we had there were kind of people we we're like internet friends with mm -hmm. um and then to actually like yeah get to know them and like um share that kind of experience with them and like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's kind of like a, there's always like a nice, like, in, not, I don't even, I guess I don't even think of it as like an instant bond, because to me being naked is so, like, it's honestly just neutral. natural, yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's just like a neutral experience. It's neither here nor there. It's just like, cool, we're all here in this, like, neutral zone, getting to know each other, without the, like, symbols and indicators of clothing, you know, getting in the way and making us assume things about the other person or think, you know, think we know this or that yeah. about the other person. I just kind of like the neutrality of nudity. Yeah, not that Not that a naked body doesn't come with its own. We still have assumptions. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, biases, even about us, but maybe especially about naked forms. But I like that it's like, it kind of strips away the, the costumery, the pageantry of daily life, yeah. you know? I think, yeah, it's also nice that that's like, I don't know, I, I feel like you might have the same thought as I do around it but since that's like a state I choose I prefer to be in it's like it's nice and affirming to know like yeah there's other people I have friends that are also like um that's a state that they also prefer to be in and like to share it not just like oh we're home alone and we're naked but hey we can socialize like this too yeah. and you know we don't have to be at some expensive nudist resort where it's all not that there's anything wrong with people that are like in their 60s and 50s or whatever but you know these are my um friends I, I, like yeah direct peers mm -hmm. and um they're comfortable in this way too mm -hmm. and if only we could just be naked all the time or whenever the fuck you wanted to mm -hmm. like that's that would be like a golden place for me to exist in yeah a couple of weeks ago Tamba and I were like trying to get out of the heat when the heat wave first hit here in Los Angeles we were just kind of like bouncing from like bar to pool to restaurant to like all right where's the next like relatively inexpensive place with a AC that we can go to we're like well let's just go to the public library down the street from our house and I was wearing like a, a tank top kind of shirt camisole thing and like short shorts and my midriff was exposed and we walked into the library and this librarian like immediately one of them said hi to me yeah the first librarian was like hi guys how are you and we walked right past him and then the next librarian immediately got out of her desk seat and came up to me and said in a huff in a huff and said ma'am you're gonna have to leave you can't wear what you're wearing here and, and at I, first she was just like you have to leave and we're like what yeah and so I was like, well, is there a dress code posted here? Because I, I feel like I should, there should be some warning that I can't wear what I'm wearing. And 
brought me out into the foyer or whatever and showed me where it was posted and showed me where it said no midriffs or I think it said your upper torso must be covered. Your upper and lower torso, which I guess means midriff and breasts. Yeah. Um, or whatever for man. Also, I guess also that probably means no men belly shirts. I would assume, although I doubt it's implemented it in the same won't way. Probably <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that was pretty upsetting. It honestly, and you've noticed this, and like, I'm only half. I'm actually not really joking at all. But in the past few weeks, when I get ready and, and to go out wherever we're going, I've definitely felt like I've had to be more aware of like how much skin I'm showing. Am I going to be out loud in this public place? Am I going to get in trouble? What's going to happen? And it's been just really, it's just annoying. It's stupid. It's annoying and stupid that I got kicked out of the public library for my midriff being exposed and. It's hot out. It, it, like, harkens back to this, like, thing in middle school where I got sent to the... Or not middle school, high school, where I got sent to the principal's office for wearing a tank top, even though tank tops weren't against the um, dress code. I just had, like, pretty big breasts for my age. Like, my breasts grew faster than the rest of my body at that point. And they took me to the principal's office where, like, you're distracting the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. That's just, like... It's just like the policing of my body, and it was an 80 degree day, you know, and I was really just trying to be comfortable, like always, and yet I'm punished for having a body that is inherently sexualized in this culture. Yeah. You know, and for having body parts that, if they're a certain size, are okay, but if they're a different size, not okay, and like I'm no longer allowed to feel be comfortable in certain kinds of clothing, and it's stuff like that that just like makes me prefer nudity because. There are certain, like, styles of clothing that are perceived to be, like, sexually, I don't know, explicit or something? Yeah. I mean, there are certain styles of clothes that are, like, sexually provocative, but we're talking about, like, lingerie and... But I guess they don't necessarily have to be, but... It's just, like, it's more about the fact that, like, a a woman's body is punished for a man's feelings about it, you know? And that's what's... that, That was, like, such a crazy thing for me to experience as a teen, and I was so mad about it. Because I knew it was really wrong. I knew that I was being, like, um, just policed for my body because other people who had different body types wearing the exact same tank top weren't being... Singled out no, or, yeah, no. punished. Um, and, I mean, I'm I'm not being like, oh, no, I miss these big boobs. Poor me. But I'm just, like, you know, it's just, it just was a an experience of, like, yeah. really realizing how sexualized my body was just for being. Um... But yeah, all of that, yeah, it's definitely, I just, I would so rather be naked all the time, and I hate wearing clothing, and then being told that the amount I'm even wearing is just not enough, and, you know, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. It's really dumb. But it was really fun, and definitely always liberating to get the old nudist gang together, <laughs> and figure out who the nudist gang is, you know? It was a different than last year. Yeah, there's a couple, like... A couple of the same people, but a bunch of new people, people too. A bunch of new people, yeah. Which was nice, too, to know that the circle of nudes is, is large. Expanding! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really should do more. More than one once a year. Yeah. Yeah, and we did it around the same time last year when, like, um, I remember you did your thing and I did, like, a, a, a like, hand-holding thing around the fire, kind of talking about the wildfires that were going on then, and, like, harnessing the power of the fire, and, like, respecting the fire, respecting the destructive properties of the fire, you know, as well as its life-giving properties or whatever, and then again, this year, we're in the middle of wildfire season, so there's something interesting to me about just, like, uh, yeah, just the fire's ritual, the way that fire is such a, like, powerful ritualistic tool. The the destroyer and rebirther. What else was interesting about this party? Um, trying to think. Um, I mean, there's always a lot of wine flowing, and I will say that that's one thing that, like, if it was a play party, I think we'd have to be very, very aware of that. Like, if yeah. this was a sex party or something like that, I would say, like, because because we made make it explicit that it's a consent culture and there's no pictures unless people consent and it's not a sex party having wine be such a like central aspect of the party like Mm. yeah we're gonna get a little drunk while we're 
like it. It's like kind of like part of the theme, you know? Yeah. Bacchanalia, get drunk, be celebration. Naked, be free, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah I but there's how always we would... the, there's always the danger of people getting too drunk and getting out of control and violating those rules. Yeah. You know, in that true. in that way. But I think we like, um, I don't know. I think you and I were like had our heads on enough to be making sure. Yeah, I don't think I really got like drunk drunk. Like yeah, I was actually making a point of not drinking too much because I had to work the next day and I was like, I'm not trying to yeah. <laughs> be hungover. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had to work the next day too. One thing that I I really enjoyed about the party is I think by saying no photos without consent, um, it kind of made people like put their phones away. Yeah, I think also maybe just being naked and not having a pocket sure. or a purse to put it <laughs> in, too. so people that just kind of left it inside with their clothes. Yeah, I really enjoy those moments because they're like increasingly rare that you do anything social without your phone at the ready. Yeah. Um, ready to capture it, ready to like tweet about it tweet, or... just show everyone what you're up to show like how cool and amazing and I noticed like the next day some people like posting some like little snippet you know something that it's like you can't it's not like you're posting a picture of a bunch of naked people because that's just like didn't ha did anybody I guess some people took some Polaroids yeah right? someone had a Polaroid um but yeah they're mostly mostly just like posing with them in their group so I feel like that is like I said like an increasingly rare moment where you're having a social experience and um, how to capture it and share it on Instagram or wherever is not the first thing that you're that's on your mind yeah and I kind of think like that was happening very natural like naturally because like you said there's no pocket or you, and, and there's this whole like oh could I take your picture um, thing that you'd have to do if you wanted to do uh, a post or something so I, I feel like that was like a nice like subtle thing that makes the party unique you know anything where you're like it's kind of like a, a, again burning man sorry to talk about <laughs> fucking burning man but are you a burner sorry to talk about burning man again but it's a similar thing like that's a like a, a an event where it's recommended that you just put your phone away I feel like a lot of people still had their phones there, though. They do, and it really depends on what you're going there for. I'm sure they're, yeah. you know, we were there to work half the time, and I personally enjoy that as a, yeah, a tech vacation, you know, or a phone vacation, just putting it away, maybe grabbing one or two photos, and then otherwise not worrying about it. Um, yeah, those moments are rare, and it can be kind of fun to enjoy them collectively, to just know that everyone's kind of just like... In the moment. Set the phone and down. Yeah. Yeah, just being there. That's, yeah, especially for, like, younger people now. They don't even, that's not an experience that they have or that they're familiar with. Because, you know, us old heads. Yeah. I guess we're on the older <laughs> side of millennials. We're used like, to actually just. Hey, guys. Um, while we were recording in the car, we think our memory card got full and the rest of our conversation kind of got dropped while I was trying to edit the podcast yesterday. Womp womp. Technology woes, always check your cards and erase the old shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, we can kind of try to summarize what we sort of remember talking about after that. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, millennials, or uh, like younger people today, not really growing, like not having the experience of... Uh, being not, off their phone. Yeah, being off their phone, because yeah, we're on the older side of millennials, so... When we were kids, we didn't have cell phones. That was, like, more of a, a high school thing. But in high school, cell phones didn't really do much. Like, you could play Snake, those Nokia bricks. Uh -huh. So maybe, like, college is... Yeah, college was probably when the first, like, smartphones came out. Yeah, I didn't have a smartphone until... 2011. 20, 2011 or 2012. Yeah. I was a late adopter, for sure. Um... Yeah, I don't remember exactly what we were saying there. Oh, uh, something about uh, having spaces where you can have, like, a break or a pause from your phone and kind of what that dynamic is. Because, you know, you're, like, you don't have the distraction of, like, oh, no one's talking to me, I'll just sit on my phone for a while, or I feel a little uncomfortable or something and I'll distract myself with my phone, but you have to really be present with who's around you and be forced to kind of like either be an observer or actively like you know participate in whatever's going on totally 
It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah, it's a good thing to, you know, take a break from. I think um, we were also talking about how if we ever do throw a play party, an actual play party, which we have an idea for a play party, and I think it made me think about how will we enforce, like, what will the phone use be there? Because we've been to phone or play parties that don't have a phone policy policy which is weird <laughs> i feel like that's like one of the simplest basic foundational things you should have at any kind of uh sex or sex adjacent thing yeah right? especially uh, you don't know you people are there that might not be out or not comfortable with having mm-hmm. i feel like phone policy is like yeah basic super basic super basic so if we were to have a play party I think we were talking about well, what would what would we have because our the theme idea that we have is a flora and fauna petting zoo um so you can come as a plant come as an animal and then there are going to be these different stations um outdoors during the daytime so like a totally out of the closet out of the dungeon <laughs> open air unstigmatized bdsm play part day play party um but in terms of photos for that like i think that's the kind of thing where like um the like the dress and the costume part of BDSM is like half the fun and sometimes sharing that is a really big fun part of it so we'd probably have a like take photos feel free to take photos but always ask for consent yeah and I don't think that's any really different than kind of the policy we had with our naked parties it's yeah, like that's true. ask for consent like that's a good it doesn't matter whether you're at a play party or anything like I feel like if you're out in public you should probably be asking people to take their picture anyways Always, I mean, yeah. unless it's like part of like a performance or something where you're like um your intent is to be seen by the public like, well we should talk too about the world naked bike ride that we did mm-hmm. together this was our second year doing it together and you were fourth or fifth or five sixth, sixth i think year? um and there's like this whole culture with the world naked bike ride of like first of all it's primarily white men over the age of 40 I would yeah say. it's a very very heavily skewed to like your traditional traditional uh to what like nudist kind of uh resort or activity is so it's yeah a lot of older dudes um older women too mm-hmm. um very heavily skewed on the guy side white guy side yeah i'd say it's like 70 no like 85 percent white men over the age of 40 yeah from my visual uh, statistic reader computer <laughs> that i have your poll <laughs> my poll that I took poll. visually <laughs> um so it's a little intimidating uh to be there i guess in our bodies in a way because we're the minority both as like a brown guy and a white lady under the age of 40 um well, and, for, oh, never mind. No, no, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was say the majority of women that were there were white women. For though, sure, too. yeah. Um, but there's this thing then of these, like, people asking to take your photo. Luckily, they're asking. My first year, I mean, people right away. It's like being, a, it really is, feels like being a piece of fresh meat. Being yeah. Being thr- flung in, and immediately you're kind of, like, inundated. These people going, can I take your picture? Can I take your picture? And, you know, I already knew I didn't want my picture taken. I get, I've gotten paid to have my new photo taken many times in my life and I don't really <laughs> care to give it away for free at this point unless it's to, with a friend or a trusted person it's you know for me that's not the joy of being naked in public it's not also the exhibitionism of being photographed for some people that might be it and that's totally yeah. fine but that's not what it is for me um I really like to be naked where it's not this like rarefied special moment where people are like I gotta capture this this is so weird or whatever <laughs> it the motivation is there um yeah so it's a it's an intimidating atmosphere and we actually had like people we know who are like really into uh city biking and stuff who we were talking to them in a Facebook group about who's gonna do this and one of the people mentioned like oh I've done it before it's a really intimidating place to be as a woman I don't know and you were kind of talking to her about that right yeah I don't it I feel like well I didn't talk too much about it but I feel like with the with the taking the pictures thing there's a couple there's a couple different tiers happening there at least in my observation I could be way off but this is kind of my feeling about world naked bike ride so 
most of the people that are like there for the event and are nudists will ask you to take your picture. Mm-hmm. And now this is a public event, so there are a lot of kind of like looky loos and people who are just trying to take pictures of naked ladies and naked dudes. Like my very first year, I ended up on two different like hot naked boy Tumblr sites that I had friends like send me picture like screen caps of like, is this you? And it was totally some like random guy was like hey can i take your picture and there were two women in the photo that posed with these other guys i didn't know and they got cropped out so it was just all dudes um so there's yeah these people that are there that are kind of these pick collectors and some of them are people you see every year like there's that guy with a little bag over his fucking camcorder like um and then there's like the general public who just happens to be Really amazed about this yeah, bike ride that they on, didn't expect to On see. the path, and they're yeah. like, oh my god, naked people, and they're, you know... S- Those, doing... I don't mind that. Yeah. To me, that's like, okay, I get that. It's like the lurky, the lurky stuff is a little, like, yeah, not yeah. knowing where, what corner of the internet you're going to show up on, but also knowing that, hey, you're biking naked, that could happen. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. I, I feel like it really depends on, like, your participation in an event like that. Like, you can... You don't have to be fully naked. You can wear, like, one of my friends, not last year, but the year before, wore, like, a mask to I help wore a keep mask your this year anonymity. Because I, because I didn't want to. No, after last year, I honestly felt really blindsided when I showed up and was like, oh, I didn't fucking know it was going to be like this. And it was, re- it was really upsetting at first to me. Mm. Um, I don't really don't like... A bunch of white guys trying to steal my image, which is like how I perceived those like looky loo lurkers to be, you know. Um, and that upset me, but I kind of just let it go. I was like, all right, you know, this is just it's fun. We're biking around, whatever. I let it become part of the experience. Um, but this year, I definitely knew. I don't. Okay, I know the people now. I know what I'm getting into. I know people are gonna take my photo, whether I like it or not. And I would like to obscure my face so I can at least visually like say hey i don't re- like my whole self does not consent to this photo being out there mm-hmm. i wouldn't mask my face if i wanted my whole identity to be out there you know and that's just like a visual cue to that you know i guess didn't like one guy even come up to me and was like masked lady he thought i was your friend and oh. last year he was like what masked lady i remember you from last year like as if it was so out of the realm of the ordinary for someone to be wearing a mask. And he almost had, like, this attitude of, like, <laughs> your mask about him, I felt like, which I didn't like. I don't know if you picked up on that at all. Um, I'm not remembering the interaction. I don't know. It just felt like he was trying to shame me for wearing a mask, like, how silly of me to want to conceal my identity. Mm-hmm. His experience is so completely different than mine yeah. in that realm, in that sphere, you know? Um... I don't know if I want to do World Naked Bike Ride again. Yeah. I feel like I've done it the two years and it's been fun, but there are so many aspects of this feeling of predation and like a, a non-consensual pervy lurkiness that I don't, I don't know if I really like. Like I love being naked and I love biking around the city naked and it's such a wonderful experience to have, but taking on all of that other like energetic interference is yeah pretty annoying to be honest yeah i think it is it's like a it's a public event and in a sense it is a parade yeah and i feel like for those who can i think it's important to show up for those things because uh and people who feel called to doing something like that for me i feel like it's very important to do to normalize being naked um and nor- normalize, yeah, a, a group of people, we're just going on a bike ride, and we happen to have our clothes off, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, there's, um, it's escorted by police, you know, so it's organized and allowed, and it's not legal, but it's, like, sanctioned. It is legal, it's a protest. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, there's, in, in the years I've been doing it, there's been some interesting interactions, like, one... Uh, I don't remember how many years ago it was. Uh, two people decided they didn't like a bunch of naked people riding bikes and attacked one of the riders. A mm. uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. They they were like yelling obscenities at us and uh, hit a dude. Mm. Um, 
So. Yeah, do you remember that one lady in a van was following us for like a quarter mile or something, screaming at us and yeah. saying, think of the children or something like that, and was screaming at the police officer, like, how can you allow this to happen? Da, 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 da. It definitely stirs up a lot of feelings in people, you know? And for that reason, as a protest and like this critical mass pro- protest or assembly, I guess, um, I think it is really important to have. I think participating in it, kind of like participating in really any um, mass assembly, like it's really up to you and what you can handle yeah. for yourself, whether you want to participate. Um, I think that like I've gotten a lot out of doing it in two years and then there's just like the intricacies of the energetic exchange of being the body I am in that space that makes it like a little less enjoyable than it could be a little less enjoyable than uh yeah just biking around a field somewhere where no one's around naked because that's just like to me a bodily joy it's like I'm naked there's a breeze I'm biking freely this feels great you know do you think you'd do it again uh clothed or you're just not into doing it at all I, I mean, yeah, I would, but it doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same meaning or purpose to, to bike clothed. I mean, maybe not directly, but the act of being there, showing your support and yeah. adding, adding, adding mass to. Yeah, I would definitely add my body. Um, some part of me in doing it, though, thought a lot about like, well, what is this demographic that I'm helping represent? Mm. This demographic of over 40 white males. But the only way to change that is by shifting it. Shifting it. Sure. That's why for me, like as a brown dude, mm-hmm. it's important to be there. There's there's a few black people there, but not very not many. many yeah. um, and for me, like especially with being open about kink and stuff, I feel like that's really important to do because when mm-hmm. I was getting into kink, I didn't see any brown people. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like nudist activities. Like the, I feel like. The only real way to combat, like, respectability politics and uh, kind of the body shame that's been foisted onto black bodies is by representing and, like, Mm. preaching or forcing people to do it's never going to work. But if they see someone out there and, like, oh, they can do that. Hey, I'm interested in that, too. I want to talk to them about it or maybe I'll consider doing this next time. So I think that that visibility is super important. And again, that's I'm not saying every person who's underrepresented needs to take on that burden, but just for the people who feel inspired to do that, I think that's that's um, a worthwhile endeavor if that's something you're willing to take on. No, I think that's a really, really good point. And you're totally right. That's the only way you can shift a demographic is to show up. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I, in, in a sense, like, I wonder... Like, what does it represent to you to be there? Like, is it mostly about body positivity? Because everybody there has a different reason. There's a lot. Like, the whole bike ride was started about a, like, anti-oil protest, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a, bit, that's a big part of it. A lot of people have messages painted on their bodies about bikes, not bombs, and things like that. Or not bombs, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, there's, a, there's a variety of political messages that people also are there to represent but it's that there's not like a unified message with the bike ride i feel like everyone's there for a different reason yeah other other than uh body positivity or or nudity i think that's probably or yeah uh, the fact that you're a cyclist or into biking are the two Mm -hmm. main principles but yeah there's a variety of reasons why people do it some people just think it's fun some people have like more of a political stance uh some people are in the nudist lifestyle um Mm -hmm. some people are just people that show up to any big bike ride or bike protest type thing Mm -hmm. um for me i guess personally it's about yeah body positivity my want to normalize being naked because i don't feel like i should have to wear clothes if i don't want to like if it's like you know a temperature thing i'll wear them or if i'm like you know getting putting on like a kind of showy costume thing for a party that's fun but Mm -hmm. if it's hot outside and i want to walk out with just sandals on i feel like i should be able to do that and not have to. yeah and i i don't know i feel like yeah the way i grew up where it to me it didn't feel like my parents made a big deal about nudity 
like they took showers with us and bathed with us and it wasn't like I was in a nudist household they weren't like walking around naked all the time but it was just never it was never like oh you have to hide your parts or anything like that it was just like okay mom's naked dad's naked okay I'm naked like mm-hmm. there wasn't a difference yeah there wasn't it was never an issue and I think um yeah rep- uh demonstrating that and and trying to shift the culture on that is super important mm-hmm. yeah and I think that that is uh definitely part of the effect of that and you're totally right maybe maybe me like getting past whatever uncomfortability I have is important because it is like uh there are less women as a part of this ride than men and it's important to stay naked and be like yeah i'm gonna have to deal with some stuff here but i can do that and i can talk to like because to be there i have to exercise my right to say no and that's always a great practice you know yeah um saying no is a is a really wonderful thing when you get the reins on it you know and then it's like it's not a threat for someone to come up and ask to take your picture if they were if you say no and they say thank you very much then that's fine what i didn't like was one guy i said no and then he like pulled me in and kissed my cheek yeah you remember that no. or he said like oh no he didn't put kiss my cheek he was like you look great and touched my arm uh. or something and it's like dealing with those kind of things where i'm like don't touch me like yeah what like what, what really you feel like you just need to make that one last grab at like somehow like gaining access to the autonomy that i just told you i have over my body that's like those are the little like microaggression things that happen in that space that are fucking annoying because they remind you of the microaggressions that exist everywhere in everyday life you know remind you that you can't just be a body in the world you are somebody else's body to access you're somebody else's body to like they get to decide even if you say no they're still going to figure out how to decide what they get to do with your body mm-hmm. and that's upsetting to feel that's upsetting to be reminded of especially when you feel like you are constantly trying to like create that space for yourself in the world the space you don't even necessarily want to have like i would actually really prefer if we could all just respect each other's boundaries and still be close yeah and still find ways of being intimate that that respect each other's boundaries we don't have to put up huge walls between each other so it's frustrating it's just yeah it brings up a lot of stuff that i would rather not deal with that i'm like you know well uh, i'm well versed in dealing with and like well uh, built up the defenses that i need for but still Mm -hmm. annoying still really annoying i hear you um but being in that space yeah you do have to know how to exercise those rights i will say there's even something at work this week that happened that's related where we have a superior at the restaurant that we work at who's been making a lot of people uncomfortable i don't like that word superior well he is he is we're his subordinates and he's our superior (laughs) uh or manager and employees yeah however you want to say it same shit to me um he uh has been making a lot of people at work uncomfortable with his the proximity that he's been choosing to like address them with which has been people working on something and he'll come up behind them within inches of their neck and go hello right in their ear and he was doing that for like a good week or so and i uh, experienced it myself and just kind of had this you have this moment when someone does that to you where you're like ha, ha, ha. You're like I didn't expect that and I really don't know it's like a freeze moment you don't know how to act in the moment because you're really not expecting that at work and in a place where for the most part people are respecting your boundaries yeah your co-workers and, and whatever and so to have a managerial person come up and do that someone who's new someone you haven't established a rapport with someone you literally don't know a stranger coming up and doing that to you repeatedly it's incredibly uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable to know what to do in that space you know yeah um but i knew that i didn't want to like do a call out culture thing i'm just gonna go right to hr about it because i feel like it's always worth talking to a person first and then figuring out are they really a dick or are they just completely unaware unaware that their behavior is like harmful and and not okay and so the next time that that happened, I did t- say to this person, hey, I really don't like when you do that. It really makes me uncomfortable. And he countered, oh, I wasn't even trying to do that. And I was like, no, you weren't, but you've done it before. And even if you, I think he was trying to do it, he came right up to me and I turned around and he was there. And I was like, you know, I, I really don't like when you do that. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, when you sneak up on me, and he was like, oh, I wasn't. And I was like, okay, but you have before, and it makes me really uncomfortable. And he said, okay, I won't do that with you anymore. And that was simple, and I felt like there was no malice in him. He was just like, okay, I Heard guess, it, I, guess I needed it. to hear that, and I respect that. And that's the kind of like interaction that I think we have to have the strength to have, first of all, to like really let that person know. Because if it comes to them from HR, it comes to them from somewhere else, like, I don't know, I try to imagine being in that position myself where all of a sudden I find out I did something fucked up that I really, truly didn't know was fucked up. Yeah. Or I'm so encultured to believe is normal that like it will take me some time to unlearn that behavior, whatever it is, you know? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's the kind of thing where we as human beings need to learn to each take our part. And it fucking sucks when someone crosses your boundary, but I do think the first step is to tell them they've crossed the boundary, gauge their reaction. And then if that's like, yeah, if they're not receptive then you got to take it somewhere else, but it's yeah, there there's so many learning moments that we have from each other. Yeah. And if we choose to engage an ally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, yeah, if you if you're in a place where you can do that. But I feel like also uh also having that experience where you say, "Hey, this is a boundary," and having the person hear you like it you gain something from that mm-hmm. too because you're like, "Hey, I can tell people this isn't cool and Oh, and they I had, will listen. I, and I had two of my coworkers standing there watching the interaction, and they saw me state my boundary and have my boundary respected. And one of my coworkers came up to me that day, and then a few days later, and said, "I'm still thinking about how you did that, and thank you so much." Since then, I have now stated my boundaries with two other people at this place that I've had problems with, and it's helped, you know. Yeah. And anytime we like model that behavior of like not this like like. It's like the, the call. Remember when we talked about how should I deal with this problem I'm having at work? Yeah. And we were discussing it, and I was like, well, I should probably say it to him first, not just go right to HR. Um, because I think that going to HR is that call out culture thing where, like, when you blindside somebody without just like giving them the moment, and I know that giving them that moment is really hard. Yeah. Like, I left that interaction shaking a little. When I told him my boundary, I was shaking a little. I had like a little boost of adrenaline because going through that is difficult. It is. It's really difficult to state what you need. And I don't know why it's so difficult. I don't know why it's so hard to just um, meet like uh, meet with a potential conflict like that. Yeah. And I know that sometimes like very easily that superior quote could have been like and treated me in some way that would have made it much worse and that would have sucked i was lucky that this person treated me with respect you know that's not always the case sometimes you're met with violence when you state a boundary you know yeah um what's my point my point was like the world naked bike ride and like for the most part it's like i don't it's, there's not violence in people asking to take my picture. I've come to a public place. I'm glad they're asking to take my picture. Yeah, at least that's happening. And I, it gives me the, tra- the chance to exercise my ability to say no and set my boundaries, which is an exercise. And I really think it's a muscle that you learn as you grow as a person. You learn how to state your boundaries, how to be clear and respectful in them. Learn and, what your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the only the I think that in that way it's a great practice to be like no 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 these are these are my boundaries please respect them it sucks when people overstep them like the guy touching my arm yeah there's no way you should be touching me when i don't know you and i'm naked and in public no um or not naked in public i don't just don't don't. um and yeah all of that is good in a way even the discomfort that i feel in that space is good because Mm -hmm. all of that teaches everyone a lesson maybe some of the guys who i say no to that helps them to hear to hear a woman just very strongly state their boundary. Maybe that that's a good thing for them to hear. You yeah. Know? Maybe that maybe they're not used to that. Maybe they are. I don't know. Everyone's going to have a different experience of it. But even just like being that way in the world is a good thing to be. Yeah. You know. Mm, how do we get on that? Oh, world naked bike ride. Consent. Consent. Photographs. Photographs. Naked party. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, no, I'm glad we got to talk about the World Naked Bike Ride, because there is a lot there, and, uh, it's not for everybody. No, it's not. I don't, I, I don't think I'd recommend for everyone I know to go on it, you know? But I do think it's great that it exists. I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. It's something I've wanted to do, like, I think I first heard about it when I was living in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I don't... I'd like hear about it like maybe like a few days before it was going to happen and I always had to work. And then um, when I moved to LA, I was like, oh, I wonder if that happens here too. And then found, found like the Facebook group and found when it was happening and was super stoked to go participate. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting like a con- like, do you remember on our Instagram, on our Sacred Sadism Instagram, this um, person asked us, how are you guys so comfortable in your bodies? Oh, yeah. I think it's interesting, I guess, to kind of, like, frame maybe this whole conversation in terms of, like, being nudists. Like, why are we nudists? How did we come to be nudists? How did that happen? Because someone had asked us that on our our Instagram, and we kind of were thinking about it for a while. I wasn't sure if I wanted to respond, because I was like, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? And, like, everyone comes to comfortability in their own body through such different ways. I mean, she was asking us about ours. Yeah. And mine is different than yours, and we've come via different paths and ended up in this place where we just really like to be naked as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think our answer, though, kind of, even though there are so many ways to get there, I think the some of the fundamentals, I guess, in our answer to her were kind of, Maybe maybe not all, but I think at the root of a lot of kind of uh, Wait, what did you say? ways. We said, uh, uh, what was it? Being comfortable with oneself and love it, having self-love. In whatever, what, however, however that, that is for you. Yeah. Which is not that helpful. No one can teach you the path to self-love. Yeah. But there's I a mean, ton of books about it. Yeah, there's lots of different ways people have arrived or think they've arrived to it and i don't know and it's a state of flux you're not always 100 percent loving no not always and it's it's also a thing where it's like not everyone is going to be a nudist and not everyone's gonna want to be naked in Mm -hmm. public so it's It's, there's not yeah there's that that kind of uh thing is not for everyone i mean i'm assuming well i don't know I guess that's a big assumption that she wanted to be in well, a state she, where she, she was, could be. She was saying she couldn't even be comfortable naked in front, in front of, of her, her boy, her in front of her partner. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, oh, there's a big alarm going on outside. Oh well. Uh, um, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Another big thing, um, that that I observed, at least like looking at her profiles, that she appeared that she had just. Uh, graduated high school so like age I think is another big factor in that for a lot of people like as they mature and learn more about the world and themselves they become more comfortable with those things because high school can be a really tough place and growing up as a young person in today's world with like even more media influence like through social media Mm -hmm. and everything so i'm sure you can develop some some unhealthy thoughts about yourself with and how you're supposed to look with yeah with the proliferation of media's influence um just like in your pocket all the time i would say some big influences too are like whatever the experiences are that you end up having the partners you end up having and the friends that you end up having yeah because i think for me having some like really i i don't feel like i was a nudist until i had a roommate who was just very casually nude at home and then i was like oh i can be casually nude at home and then even within that like stint of us being roommates i remember myself having like um, I have friends coming over, like, can you put clothing on moments? And she's like, why? <laughs> and I love that she was like that because it made me, you know, in the moment I was like dealing with my own, like uh, not having been uh, around like a really naked household or lifestyle growing up, dealing with my own, like, ooh, how do I feel about this stuff? Um, but also at that point I'd been a nude model for like a good six or seven years. Yeah. So there's also this, 
like almost like I was saying it when I was talking about the world naked bike ride. Like for me, nudity became this means of survival. Like it's a way of making money to be naked. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely the people you meet and interact with are going to influence that. In yeah, a way. for sure. Partners that make you feel like your body is so fucking gorgeous. That can be such a healing thing for people to find, you know, and then to find ways of loving their body the way other people love their body too. your body is so fucking gorgeous <laughs> <Do I>? ah. <laughs> um yeah there's no one you know there's no one path but um yeah it's been interesting it's a it's an interesting journey i feel like such a 100 percent nudist now but when i really track back in my mind i wasn't always that way yeah in the way that you were raised in a home where i was like eh, whatever like for me it was a, a definitely a, a longer <laughs> full blown no clothes no clother no clother <laughs> um, first er, I don't know I was going to say first skins but first oh, clothes I don't, I don't know I don't know these are my first clothes I don't know yeah <laughs> so yeah this is our nudist podcast I'd say yeah <laughs> <laughs> um if you guys have thoughts or feelings about being naked being naked in public being naked in private in front of friends family whatever it is we'd love to hear your thoughts stories stories questions exploits, Ooh, <laughs> exploits. um yeah feel free to send them to our email which you'll hear at the end of this podcast and that's pretty much it thanks for listening yeah hope you're having a great day thanks for listening to cosmic halitosis if you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us email us at cosmic with a k halitosis cosmic halitosis at gmail.com please subscribe and like the podcast and you can follow us on our personal instagram accounts i am gorgeous taps and temba is tembizzle t-e-m-b-i-z-z-l-e Thanks for listening.